The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Wisdom Wednesday where we bring on different guests to get their wisdom. How about Michael Lombardi? Long-time NFL front office executive. I mean, I can go on and on. But some of the organizations he was with, Niners. And got to see what happened there with Bill Walsh. Obviously, was with Belichick a couple different places. He's got that very popular GM Shuffle podcast. And so we'll get into that. A lot of things I need to talk to Mike about momentarily. It's already Wednesday, which means even money, college draft, both posted. Fantasy Feast a little bit later this morning to get you ready for the playoff games. Greg Cosell tomorrow, of course. And then Friday... I'll make my picks, and I'll announce the winners. You spread the word via social media by following Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook. You're taking advantage of any of the sponsors, West Shore Home, First Leaf Wine, Peloton, or any of the ones over at RossTucker.com. And then the YouTube shout-out I love, YouTube.com slash NFL. Just hit the thumbs up. It's free. You're not, like, you're not paying for anything. And then just reply to any video and say, I want the shout-out video, Ross. I want to be the shout-out winner. And then you got a great chance. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Big fan of this guy's work. You know, a lot of people in the media, they, they always want to, like, protect their relationships. And so they kind of couch the stuff they say. That's not Mike Lombardi. I, I just don't think Mike cares. I think Mike's like, I'm, I'm not going back in there. I'm just going to say what I think. So, that's why you need to subscribe and listen to the GM Shuffle podcast and follow Mike on social media at Lombardi NFL. And Mike, it's funny, but first of all, thanks for coming on the show. But I was talking about this on Monday, and you're a good guy to talk to about this. With the Cardinals firing Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime after they just gave them one-year extensions, Explain this to me if I'm missing something, Mike. I don't understand why owners are always in such a hurry to extend coaches that still have time left on their original deal or GMs. I kind of get college where it's like can be used against you in recruiting, but in the NFL, like 
when's the last time a coach or a GM like became a free agent and went somewhere else and their contract like just doesn't happen. So why do these owners like Michael Bidwell feel so compelled to do this and now owe both these guys millions of dollars for years and years? Well, I think, you know, first of all, we don't know what that contract said, Russ, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Sometimes these contracts are, you know, they could be an extension for another year plus three years of an option, kind of like TV contracts. You get a year and then the, 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 the TV has the right to pick up the options for the next three years. And then the other thing is, in most of these NFL contracts, coaches and, and general managers, there's offset clauses. So if you're due to make $4 million a year uh, and you're a Cliff Kingsbury and you get fired and you get hired by the Houston Texans to be their offensive coordinator and you're making $1.8 million a year, you'll still make your $4 million, but the, the Cardinals are off the hook for $1.8 of the $4 million. So there's that kind of offset that goes into it, which has really made coaches very interchangeable. So, what you know, it used to be in the day when you fired a coaching staff, you fired everybody and then you had to pay them and then they could go somewhere else and they got paid there. And so they could double dip. And the way now the contracts are all written, pretty much so there's 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 an off. There's no offset. There's offset clauses. And so that prohibits you. The owners can make changes at 50 percent of what they really owe. Essentially, they know Kingsbury is going to get a job. They know Vance Joseph will get a job somewhere. I don't know what job it'll be. So I think that does it. I, I think this was motivated through Kime, who Michael Bidwell and he are best friends. I mean, Kime's still going to stay within the organization. They've already announced that, that he's not going to be the GM, but he's going to be part of it. So I think this is about getting close to people, liking them and extending them. And, you know, like the owners learned, uh, what, last month at their owners meeting, there's $800 million of, of really of dead money out there on, on coaching decisions and GMs. Gosh, that is. But that it shows is you how wild. wealthy the owners are. It too shows you how wealthy the owners are. You know, when I first started in the league in 84, you know, every dollar counted, right. And, you know, office supplies mattered and carpeting mattered and all that crap. And, you know, we didn't have these facilities that we have today. And so, you know, as the money, as this TV contract and these owners have increased their wealth, I mean, to enormous wealth, these franchises are worth $5 billion. So, you know, this is just a drop in the bucket in terms of it. It's a good point. Um, And the offset's interesting. Some of these guys could just, chill though if they wanted to um no, but you know they always get they always get back in yeah but you have to you have to show that you want to work you just can't chill you have to aggressively actively you got to show the team that's paying you that you're trying to get back in that's part of the deal like Matt, oh well, you do i didn't know that well, like you can't go to some exotic island and say hey i'm not doing anything you got to at least say you're trying to get in you got to show people you're making phone calls now maybe you don't get a job but you got to at least try they're going to enforce that. They're going to want to, especially if there's a, a, a if you left on a on a tenuous relationship. Look, I mean, Matt Rule went to Nebraska and, and basically took Tepper off the hook on everything. What about um, you go somewhere else? Like, why isn't Nebraska higher rule for a dollar a year? You know, and he, and he screws over Tepper, and Nebraska saves a bunch of money. So there's market value in the position you go to. And so when you take that position, you've got to at least pay the market value of that position. 
that's that's kind of what it is. So you can't go for a dollar. Hell, when I left when I left Cleveland in 1996, I was supposed to go to the Raiders. I had two more years left on a contract, and Al Davis called me and said, uh, "You can come out here, and here's what we're going to pay you." Well, once he told Art Modell what he was going to pay me, Modell called me on the phone and said, "There's no way I'm letting you go out there and work, and have him pay you so little, and I'm paying everything." I'll just pay you the whole thing. I would rather do that than, than get screwed by him in this deal. And so I had to sit. I couldn't go because if I would have gone, Models would like, I'm not paying you. And he had every legal right within the league rules to not pay me. Wow. That's really interesting, Mike. I didn't know that. Um, speaking of that, I know, I, I don't know what it's like now, but I've talked with some GMs that have told me GMs make what, like half the amount that coaches make on, on average? Not anymore. I mean, I think what Joe Douglas's contract really had kind of raised the bar in, in, in for most GMs. I think, I think they're starting to get paid. I, they're not getting paid to the level of a head coach, but they're certainly getting paid above coordinator level. They're really starting to make some serious cash now in that role. And it depends on what your role is, right? You know, some of these guys have GM titles, but they're really not, they don't run everything. They don't hire the coach. They don't, they're not in charge of the equipment staff. They're not in charge of the trainer. Like the the, the true GM, when I started, ran everything, including the ticket office. And then now we have the business operations runs a lot of that stuff. And the coach kind of runs the, 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 the training room and the locker room. So most, most of these guys that are general managers are, are really director of player personnel that have the title. That is so interesting. GMs were running the ticket office. Oh, Jim Finks ran the ticket office. I mean, all those guys back in the day, it was, you got to remember the league back, even going to 84, which doesn't seem that long ago. It, it was a, it was a mom and all these teams are mom and pop organizations. Hell, I mean, it, when we first, when I won my first Super Bowl in 1984, our, our facility in, in San Francisco, we were in this, I mean, literally it couldn't have been more than, we are two story, like a two story building that we changed the meeting rooms into the draft room once the season was over. That is wild. I mean, and one, two, I, you know, two. from my standpoint, Mike, if, if I were an owner, okay, let's say I was the Walmart guy that bought the Broncos or whatever, right? I feel like my first move would try to get a guy like, I don't know. Howie Roseman or whoever you think is the best GM, because that's the guy that a lot of times, you know, Howie's had a lot of influence in hiring coaches and their roster is awesome. Like, tell me why, if you could spend, if money wasn't an option, why wouldn't your first move be, and forget Howie, like whoever you think is the best roster guy, the best GM, why, why isn't that the first move to try to get the best one of those guys? Because the GM doesn't control the team. The dream, the GM supports the team, right? So what's the difference? Okay, so the guy that stands in front of the players every day, if he has the authority to hire and fire the players, he's got the players' attention. If the players feel like the owner, Jerry Jones, is in control of the roster and they can do pretty much whatever they want, and unless he says goodbye, they're on the team, then you have a little bit, you're out of alignment as an organization. 
you know, so what the Eagles have done with Howie and with, with Sariani and before that with Peterson is that the Eagles believe, and, and I never really was a believer in this, but they really have made it work, is they basically they allow the organization to carry the coach. So they train the coach, too. They do a good job of coaching the coach. They do a good job of picking the staff. They do a good job of doing all that. They kind of work in that collaborative effort. And a lot of it comes from the alignment between Jeffrey and Howie. There's perf- their alignment. I wrote about this today for the Daily Coach, which is a website we, we I write for. Uh, it's a leadership website. George Rattling and I do it. So I wrote about this. There's, there's being on the same page and there's being aligned. Th- those are two different things. A lot of teams in the NFL think they're on the same page, but very few are aligned. Philadelphia is aligned. I think what Penner said in your Denver reference, what Penner said was the best thing I've heard an owner say in the last 20 years, when he said he was looking for a CEO, when he said he was looking for somebody to come in and give them the discipline, the, the structure that they need. And in football, in football, it can only come from the coach. If it comes from the GM, there's a disconnect. It doesn't work. It'll work, but it really it takes a unique relationship. And so I just think Walsh, Belichick, you know, Pittsburgh, they're aligned perfectly because Tomlin, even though he doesn't carry the title of general manager, he's immensely influenced in the drafting and who he puts on his team. That has to be the case. Really interesting. Um, One of the things that's come up the last couple of weeks, Mike, that I wanted your opinion on, we've got guys that are top 15 prospects in the draft staying in school. I mean, Fashanu, the left tackle for Penn State, this D-end at Florida State, who's an Albany transfer, which is wild, is staying there. I mean, would you ever recommend a top 15 kid to stay in school? I, I just, I to me, I can't imagine what the logic is there. Well, you can really only go down, Mike. Yeah, well, the logic is simply this. The NIL's out there, Ross. I mean, they're making money on the NIL. They've got insurance to protect themselves on the 15th pick in the draft or wherever they are. It's a little bit different landscape than it was before NIL. I think before NIL, you're absolutely right. Like, why would you not go out there if you're a top 15? But now with NIL and all the money that they're making and in college and they're increasing their value and increasing their brand, you know, I think you can make the argument, why not? You know, I think that you certainly have a risk, but you're insured by that risk. Um, and you know, you go through Morgan, the left tackle for, uh, uh, Arizona is a really good player. He went back in the draft too. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that have gone, but look, Will Anderson went back in the draft last year. You know, he could have come out and he went back in. now he's coming out this year, but I think a lot of it is the NIL. I don't think we really understand the NIL from our seat, from your and my seat until you really get in there. It's the wild, wild West in college football right now. What do you think of the uh, contract the Ravens signed Roquan Smith to yesterday? Five I mean, years, $100 million. He's getting $45 million guaranteed. There's a lot of people that don't believe that off-the-ball linebackers are worth that much. The Ravens evidently are not one of them. Maybe that's their experience with Ray Lewis over the years. I think the game's changed. They used to be – I just finished this book called Football Done Right, which is about – the Hall of Fame and about the evolution of football. And it will be out in August. And, and, and that, you just was, finished writing another one. Oh yeah. I did that one. Yeah. That's going to come out in August. And so how many books have you written now? Two. What was two. the first one? Gridiron genius. 
It's a book about Belichick and Walsh, and and really, it's a book about culture. It's really a book about culture, about how to how to build a championship team, how to build a championship organization more than a team. Uh, but when I was working on the book, the, the middle linebacker in pro football in the fifties and the sixties, and even in the seventies, was the most dominant player on the field. He called the defense. He never left the field. He stayed on the field. He was the instrumental in everything. And as the game changed and formations changed, then that player became a little less valuable. And so the question, instead of can he play on three downs, is irrelevant. The question then has to be framed, can he play against every formation? Okay, so if they're in 11 and it's first down, can can he stay on the field? Okay, if they're in 12 on first down, can he stay on the field? If they're in 10 in first down, can he stay on the field? You know, some of these guys back in the day, if you went to 11, they had to come off the field because they couldn't play in passing downs. So now we're in the point where it's all about how many formations can you play? And when your Mike linebacker is fast, like Rokon Smith, then you're good and really your defense is fast. That's a rule. And two, you're really good in the red zone. You're really good in the red zone, which is why Baltimore's so good in the red zone. When your Mike linebacker can run and play in the red zone, covers up a lot of the sins of the zone defense, and it makes it harder for the quarterback to throw the ball in the middle of the field, which is what they want to ultimately do. So it makes perfect sense to me for them to pay him in this game the way it's going because you can't get Rokon off the field. You can't formation him off the field. It makes no sense to pay Jamal Adams, who basically is a cover three strong safety who has to be in the box and can't cover anybody. And so you can't, there, there's, that's the hard one, right? So you could formation Jamal Adams off the field just by just the nature of where he lines up. Whereas you can't do that to Rokon Smith or not formation. You can personnel group him off the field. So that's what's coming on in NFL football today. And the Mike linebacker to me is, is the most, one of the most valuable players on the field because of that. Speaking of the Ravens, Let's say you were Eric DaCosta. What what would you do with Lamar Jackson? Would you change anything contract-wise? I mean, or would your friend – one of the reasons why I think, Mike, that Roquan got that deal is because the Ravens had to keep the franchise tag option available for Lamar. Of course, yeah. Well, I think two things. Look, this whole Lamar thing comes down to two words, Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's really who's at fault here. Deshaun Watson got a fully buttoned-up guaranteed contract, the first in NFL history, the first. And for a player that had off-the-field issues and was suspended, and which was should have been the last player to get a full buttoned-up contract. I mean, Brady's never had one, yet Deshaun Watson got one. So that's really, the, that's really the, the root of the problem between Lamar and the Ravens. I don't blame either side. I think Lamar's certainly entitled to it. And I think the Ravens want to keep their salary structure not conducive to what happens in Baltimore. But I do think if I were Eric DaCosta, what I would take a strong, hard look at is the offense we're running. I think the offense they run in Baltimore is really chaotic. I think it's ridiculous. It has no passing game attached to it. Even if Lamar comes back against Cincinnati this week, they'll struggle to throw the football. They can't throw the ball consistently. They can't get behind in a game and come back. They have to play from in front. They have to rely on this run game out of shotgun which doesn't have a lead blocker half the time, and they're trying to run read options and all that. I think Lamar would be unbelievable if he played with the 49ers in, San, in Kyle Shanahan's offense, under center, 
fake bootleg, outside zone, move him around the pocket, you know, create a situation where he's got a lot more easier throws. Lamar is really accurate between the numbers. He's really good between the numbers. Lamar's not accurate outside the numbers. If you watched him at Louisville, he would first play of a lot of Louisville games, he would throw a post and it would hit the receiver right in the face mask. He was very good there. However, now the way they do it, their team isn't built for Lamar. Lamar needs big receivers. Lamar needs guys with long catch span. He doesn't need Deshaun Jackson who can run vertical outside. He needs guys that can catch the inside routes. That's why his MVP season, what did he have? He had Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst. Last question, Mike. Um, what do you think Brady does next year? Where do you think he ends up? You know, I, I don't have an answer for that, but I think he's still – I mean, I know his numbers are bad, but I don't see a decline in his skill set. I really don't. And I know I'm a huge Brady fan and I'm, you know, I'm team Brady, but I don't see it. I mean, when I went there in, in, in 13, when I first went there in 14, I thought maybe he was losing a little bit of it. I mean, I think he's as accurate with the football as he's ever been. He's moving better at 45. I mean, I don't know how the hell he's doing it, but he is. So, you know, for me, I think he probably wants to keep playing. Check him out on social media at Lombardi NFL. That way you can see where to get everything. The GM Shuffle Pod, the Daily Coach. That's the key. If you're following him on social media, then you can get all of his great content. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate you. I appreciate Peloton. Huge, huge fan. I know everybody loves the bikes, and you should. The bikes are awesome. I got so many buddies and they're wide. Everybody loves the bikes. I've told you guys the last couple of weeks, my wife has the treadmill. I'll just say this. A lot of people this time of year, New Year's resolution to get in better shape. I don't think there's a better option than Peloton because of their instructors that have all kinds of, I think variety is really important. And so variety and instructors Variety in the different classes like yoga, strength training, interval training, boxing, and also in the time, you know, it, it's important to change things up for your body. And it's amazing. All those classes are on demand and available 24 seven. Then the music's incredible. I hear my wife when she's on the treadmill, absolutely rocking out to eighties music or nineties or pop. It's awesome. And that really helps her. That really gets her going. Anybody can do this. Like, this is a great program to just start. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. So see additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuck Stakes. All right, Ross, we'll start off with we talked about earlier at the Ravens banking. Roquan Smith, the highest paid linebacker in the NFL. Five years, $100 million, $45 million fully guaranteed. Well, 
you know, the Bears did not want to give him this much money. The Bears did not think he was worth this much. It's interesting because Greg Cosell thinks he's a good player, but did not think he was as good as Fred Warner or some of these other guys. The Ravens disagree with Greg Cosell. The Bears agree with Greg Cosell. Gives him a huge contract. Roquan negotiated this himself, so he saves a bunch of money. But man, being on the same team as the Ravens, who had to use the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, was great for Roquan. Better team, better system for him, and, you know, they can't tag him because of Lamar. Ducks takes. The Commanders fired their offense coordinator, Scott Turner, while the Rams lose their offense coordinator, Liam Cohen, to Kentucky. I was a little surprised by the Commanders firing Scott Turner. I, I really was. I, You know, I, I thought given Wentz and Heineke and Sam Howe, I thought he actually did a pretty decent job. I don't know what Ron Rivera wants to change there. They didn't have a great O-line. I, I thought Scott Turner actually did a pretty good job this year. That That one surprised me. As for Liam Cohen, not a good look for the Rams if a guy is leaving the Los Angeles Rams as offensive coordinator to go to Kentucky, to go back to Kentucky. Now, Liam Cohen was there, but to go to Kentucky? Really? Like a second-tier SEC school over the defending Super Bowl champs makes you go, hmm, did they want him out? Or is he getting out before McVay leaves and he loses a job? Ducks takes. And the Chargers activate left tackle Rashawn Slater from the practice window. Right. I don't think he's going to play this week. And I don't even know if he'd be able to play next week. But it gives him a boost. It gets him excited. It gets him out there on the field. And, um, you know, they can at least monitor it to see if maybe he could end up playing. But it doesn't sound like he's playing this week. So nothing imminent there. What is imminent, Jack? is two things. Number one, everybody realizing Valentine's Day is a month away and going to myfrontpagestory.com to get your SIG-O, your significant other, the greatest gift you could ever get them, a story, personalized story, front page newspaper style written all about them at myfrontpagestory.com. You know, in fact, I think I might even have a, uh, let me check, I think I might have a code for you guys. For my front page story. Yeah, I do. RTFP10. RTFP10. You get 10% off. So go to myfrontpagestory.com. Use RTFP10. And then let's get to an email. Jack, we got some time. Let's get to a good one. Ross at Ross. Ever wanted, ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, well here's, here's your, your chance. chance. It's time to ask Ross. That was actually on me, Jack. I jumped the gun. Usually I do the email address afterwards. So that was that's on me. Hand up. Uh, my email address is Ross at RossTucker.com. So sometimes people want to send me stuff, which is always cool. Let me know. Um, if you want to advertise on the show, whatever. You need me for a speaking engagement, Ross at RossTucker.com. Or if you just took advantage of an advertiser and you have a question on the show, we're going to get to a bunch of them this month. What do you got, Jack? 
This one is from Thomas Germano, Germano, G-E-R-M-A-N-O. So I'm just apologize I butcher that. He says, hey, Ross, been listening to Even Money for about three years now. Wanted to thank you and Steve for yesterday's podcast. While watching the game right before the two-point conversion, I hear Joe Buck say, well, they're following the analytics to go for it, and I was furious. He's making it out as if math is terrible for the sport and it's ruining the game. He's full of bad. I had to bleep out here. I tweeted asking you guys to cover if that was the right choice, and Steve covered it that with that much time left is not a, not the correct choice. I am so sick of these announcers lying to the public and creating a narrative that probabilities and math are an excuse for a bad coaching decision. Screenshots below. Thank you guys for being honest and bringing the truth out. Keep on rocking. You guys are legends. Wow. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate that. I do say, if, if even if you don't, like, even if you're not into betting, I think you should listen to Even Money Podcast just to hear Steve talk about win probabilities and decision-making like this. Um, math, probabilities, never a bad thing to be aware of. Doesn't necessarily mean you need to follow it like gospel, but never a bad thing to be aware of. That's number one. Number two, um, unfortunately, and you kind of hinted at this, um, Thomas, unfortunately, a lot of broadcasters are not well-versed in analytics. And so they just throw the term out there, not really quite understanding that some of the decisions that are made are actually against what the analytics would say. It's actually the opposite of what they should do. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com, and the aforementioned MyFrontPageStory.com. Greg Cosell tomorrow. Hopefully we'll get some good options for the winners on Friday. I'll make my picks. And we'll do the Fantasy Feast shortly. So you'll have all the other episodes of the other shows. will be ready for you guys to consume the next few days. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.